is um, a friend of mine, but she's also the daughter of Paul and Barbara, and she has just completed her ministry training at Kerry, so we are very, very privileged to have her here today. So I'm going to pray for her before she starts. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Bryony. We thank you for the word that you have given to her to share with us today. Lord, may you take the writing that she has done, the words that she says, the thoughts that are encapsulated in it, Lord, and use them through your Holy Spirit to transform us, to make us appreciative of you, of the gift that you have given us of our salvation. And Lord, help us to know how to live better for you. Amen. Thank you. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Bryony, and it is my privilege to have been invited by Chris and Becky to come and speak with you this morning. It's been a couple of years, I think, since I was last here, but it is really nice to be back with you all today. Before I get into it, I thought I'd share a little bit about me. As Becky just said, I have finished my studies at Kerry Baptist College, <laughs> which on the plus side means that this is my very first sermon as a qualified pastor, which is exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but on the downside, I will no longer be able to take student as my occupation, and I'm more accurately unemployed. <laughs> and as is typical of people who have just finished studying, I don't yet know what I'm doing next. But that's me. If you've missed the last couple of weeks, Becky and Sarah have been taking us on a bit of a journey. Becky cast our minds back to our life before we knew Jesus and the hopelessness that we all have without him. And she reminded us that this is still the reality for so many people today that do not yet know the gospel. Sarah then walked us through the decision of accepting Jesus as our saviour and our commitment that we've made to him. And she reiterated God's invitation to you if you haven't yet made that decision. Today, I will be finishing up this mini-series with what life looks like after that decision to accept and follow Jesus. Full disclosure, to start us off today, I'm going to steal something that Sarah said last week because I think she summed it up so perfectly. She said, By accepting the gift of God offered to us in Jesus, we are saved from something, from death and destruction, and we are saved for something, for a life as a citizen in the kingdom of God, a purposeful life in service to the king. I love that she picked up on this twofold nature of salvation, that we are saved from and we are saved to. Jesus has saved each one of us from sin and death and from that hopelessness that we have without him. And he has brought us into freedom. But this freedom is not for us to then go and do whatever we want. We have been saved to a purpose. And this purpose I'm going to summarize as the mission of God, which is very hefty, I know that you have been saved from darkness and brought into the light so that you can participate in God's mission to the world. So what is the mission of God? Well, first we must understand that Je what it means that Jesus is the vine. 
If Jesus is the vine and we are the branches that are to bear fruit, then everything that we do must come from who he is. I don't think we can even fathom participating in God's mission if we don't have this knowledge first. You could be doing, doing, doing all these amazing things in the name of God, but if you don't have Jesus as your foundation, then I think you're in trouble. So we can only truly understand the mission of God if we understand the God whose mission it is. This knowledge is the vine from which we stem, the foundation upon which we build our lives with Christ. So who is God? God is love. And God is love at the core of his very being because he is Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and therefore he is able to love within himself. And this love that our God is then spills out onto his creation, into his desire to restore all of creation to a new earth that exists in the harmony the way he designed it to be, into his desire to save us, even at such a high personal cost, so that he could have a relationship with us. Not because God needs us, but because he loves us. And he is able to love us despite our sins and our shortcomings and our failures, because his love is not limited in supply. His love is who he is. Our God can do nothing outside of love. So God's mission, his doing in the world, comes from his being, which is who he is, which is love. You cannot separate the two. You can't have the God who is love and the God who does mission. It is that God is love, and this leads to his mission in the world. And his mission is to bring all people and all of creation back to himself and into right relationship with each other and with him as our creator. And this is why it is crucial that we start with the understanding that Jesus is the vine, because it is God's mission to the world, not our own. We are not on a mission for God, we're not doing mission for God, instead we are participating with God and what he is already doing in the world by the Holy Spirit. Everything we do must come from who he is. We cannot do it without him. We cannot be a branch without a vine. We must stay connected to Jesus and tap into his unlimited love as the source for our participation with him in his mission because we cannot love others out of our own limited supply. Verse 4 from our reading said, Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit on its, by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Personally, I think almost every other day recently, I'm getting angry at humanity at how readily we will buy into consumerism that is not only hugely detrimental to our planet with all the waste that it produces,
but is also lining the pockets of millionaires and billionaires as they refuse to pay their workers a livable wage. Or at how there are minority groups who are literally crying out for help, and yet people who have the privilege of fitting the status quo refuse to see the issues that they are facing or to do anything about it. Our world is so broken, and it so desperately needs to hear the hope of the gospel, that God loves them, and that they can find restoration through him. But if it were up to me, there have been many times that I would have just given up in frustration and said that we humans are a lost cause, because my love, my patience, and my forgiveness are limited. It is only by leaning into God and staying connected to him and his love that we are able to find the grace and the love to keep loving others. So with Jesus as our vine and each of us staying connected and rooted in him, what does it look like to be the branches? To live as people who have been saved from sin and into this purpose to participate in God's mission. Well, participating in God's mission may look different for each of us, which makes it very complicated to try and answer for you today. God's love, because it is who he is, is so infinite, and his mission to the world is so big and vast that no single one of us could do all of it. And so God created us each unique, with different skills, gifts, and passions that will feed into the ways that we each participate in a different aspect of his mission. Like Paul's analogy of the church being the body of Christ in Corinthians, each one of us are different parts of the body, with different roles and functions, but each one is still necessary to the work of the whole and each is still connected to Jesus as the head. In a similar way, in this analogy, we are each different branches, though we are all still connected to Jesus as the vine. In the picture on the slide, I'm not sure how well you can see it, um, is a tree called the Tree of 40 Fruits. And this was a project by a Syracuse University professor called Sam Van Aken, where he grafted branches of different fruit trees to one tree trunk. So each section that you see that's a different color produces a different type of fruit, including almond, apricot, cherry, nectarine, peach, and plum, and obviously however many more to get to 40. But we are each unique from each other. But when we decide to accept Jesus, we are adopted into the family of God. Or in this analogy, we are grafted onto the vine of God. The work that each one of us will do is different to one another. The way that we will participate in God's mission is different. But we are all still united in Christ, who gives us each our mission and purpose in life. And as we each participate in God's mission in our own unique ways, we see that we need each other because no one of us can fully do God's mission. 
To be connected to Jesus is to be connected to the whole vine. You cannot have Jesus without his church. You cannot be a son or daughter of the Father without being a brother or sister to every other believer. We are not meant to do this walk alone. Therefore, church is not just a thing that we do once a week, but it is who we are as believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ. It cannot be something that you opt in or out of as it suits you, but it is necessary for seeing the fuller picture of God's mission to the world. When we accept Jesus and commit our lives to God, there are two sides to that coin. There's our commitment to God himself, to follow him and to choose him all over again, over all else, sorry, and also our commitment to each other as the church, to walk together in our faith. And I think that actually it was really cool seeing James's commissioning this morning because it touched on that, right? He announced his faith in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and his commitment to you all. And then you all got to stand and announce your commitment back to him and that support of one another. As Chris said, he doesn't want to do youth ministry, but that's why James gets to do it, right? Like, this is what I'm talking about here. We cannot have Jesus as our vine without being connected to every other branch. The uniqueness that God gave us is a blessing to the church, and it is necessary for God's mission. We are not meant to all be identical drones, but your uniqueness finds its place and its purpose within the whole body of Christ. So we're going to take some time now to recognize all the different ways in which we are participating in God's mission in our own lives. I am not an artist, drawing is not one of the talents that God gave me for his mission, but I tried my best today to draw a picture of a vine with some branches up here. And this is going to represent us here at GPC. In reality, there'd be millions more branches for every other believer in church worldwide. But today, we're keeping it local. So what I'm going to get you to do is to come forward and write on a branch a way in which you think you have personally been called to participate in God's mission. It could be something that you're already doing. It could be a gift that you have that you can use to bless others or the world. Or it could be a passion that you believe God has placed on your heart. Perhaps this is the first time you've thought about your life in this way, where your everyday actions are important to the mission of God but I encourage you to come forward and write something down, even if it's just an inkling of an idea that you can take home and pray about later and ask God how you can use this for his mission and glory. I'm going to rattle off some examples to hopefully help spark some ideas for some of you that are still struggling to understand what I'm talking about, but you are not limited to any of the options that I'm about to say. So, perhaps you participate in God's mission through your work for social justice, or through the way you care for those who are sick or struggling. Perhaps it's through caring for God's creation, trying to reduce your waste or your carbon footprint, or even simply tending to your garden at home. Maybe you participate through providing and caring for your family, 
and raising your children to grow into disciples of God. Or through your hospitality to those around you and lending an open ear and a shoulder for others to lean on. Maybe it's in your passion for children or for education or perhaps something else entirely. If you feel it lines up with God's love for the world, then it is valid. So I want everyone, and I mean everyone, to please come forward and write at least one thing on my beautiful picture. Um, and then observe what other people are writing. Maybe you'll see someone who is passionate about the same thing as you, and you didn't know that before, which is very exciting, and you can strike up a conversation over morning tea. But more likely, you'll see lots of different things that you wouldn't want to do in a million years. And you don't have to. That is the amazing, beautiful thing about the diversity of the church and how vast God's mission is, is that we don't have to do it all. So when you've read a few others, pick at least one to pray for as you head back to your seat. And although you won't necessarily know who the person is that wrote that, you can thank God for them and for what they are doing. You can pray for encouragement or strengthening or whatever comes to mind for that person. So I think we're going to get some music playing in the background, but please come forward, write down a way in which you are participating in God's mission to the world, read a couple of others, and pray for at least one of them. And then afterwards I'll come and wrap up. Thank you.
Thank you all for your time and participation this morning. It's really encouraging to see. And I want to encourage you to keep praying for one another, not just this morning during this activity, but every day, every week. Pray for one another. You are a family in Christ, committed to one another as you are united in your faith. So remember to thank God for one another, for your differences, which are a blessing to you and that other people are doing their thing so that you can do yours and so that no one of us has to try and do it all. But um, let's pray to wrap up this morning. Lord, I want to thank you for these people here at Glendowry Presbyterian. Thank you for the encouragement that they have been to me over the years and that I'm sure that they are to each other. Please help us each to stay connected and to rest in you, Jesus as you remain in us through your Holy Spirit. May your love for the world, for people and creation, flow through us and shape our actions. Thank you for the diverse ways in which you invite each of us to participate in your mission to the world. Help us, strengthen us and refine us so that we may be more effective at bearing fruit for you. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Thank you.